Women, fashion and glamour are now becoming synonymous in the modern era. Fashion is nothing but a representation of society itself. It is like a mirror that reflects time. It is an expression of your inner self. It reflects who you are and what you feel at the moment. To quote Coco Chanel, fashion is not something that exists in dresses only. Fashion is in the sky, in the street. Fashion has to do with ideas, the way we live and what is happening. Fashion is unpredictable and ever-evolving. While a major section of society reduced the entire concept of modeling into a mere extension of a pretty face and stunning body, supermodels have gone a step ahead and created a lifestyle brand that many women and men look up to. More women are coming forward and breaking the conventional codes, urging the society to accept each other's individual differences. Things are changing slowly in the sector that has long described a narrow version of beauty. The coronavirus pandemic has sweeping repercussions on all sectors of the economy. However, the sectors that are extremely hard hit are the ones that come under the category of non-essentials. Design, apparel and fashion industries across the world are grappling with tough challenges as the consumption patterns are slowly shifting. Today, we would be talking about fashion, the impact of COVID-19 on the fashion industry, myths about the modeling industry and much more. Hello everyone, you are listening to the Socially Desi Show, the podcast that motivates you to live, create and inspire. If this is your first time here, welcome. On our show, we discuss tips and strategies with our guest speakers on how to tackle problems related to personal growth, mental health, relationships, entrepreneurship and health and fitness. So hit that subscribe button and go check out our website at sociallydesi.com for more of such content. Today, I am joined by the beautiful Sonalika Sahai. She is a supermodel and entrepreneur from Delhi. Hello, Sonalika. Welcome to the show. Hello, Anurag. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Good morning, Sonalika. It's a great pleasure to be hosting you on the show today. And to our audience who are not aware about your journey into the fashion world, why don't you tell ourselves and to the whole audience, what was your journey like when you entered the fashion industry? Well, um, I entered fashion industry quite a while back. It's been around uh, 13-14 years that I've been doing this. Um, my uh, experience in the industry has been actually very, very uh, phenomenal. It's very um, educative. It's been mm-hmm. extremely um, enriching, I would say. You know, it was much more than what I had expected it to be. Um, so, you know, I started, when I started, obviously, um, I started with an agency, which was Elite Model Management, which was, I think, one of the best decisions of my life. Because at that point, I guess in India, the um, fashion industry was so perforated and spread out. At that point in time, it didn't have a proper structure, I think. Hmm. So having a good representation in terms of a good manager, people, you know, um, sending you for the right kind of jobs, it was extremely essential because when you're new, you don't know what uh, jobs to pick and what not to do. So that helped me quite a bit. And there on, you know, I mean, it was much easier because as I grew in the industry, work kept coming in. And then I kind of figured out how to filter out the right kind of work. And it's been extremely good i would say yeah i mean it's really essential for uh, anyone who's just starting off to have a good mentor and somebody to collaborate with who understands the industry better right i mean uh, so unless and until you have somebody uh, to look forward to and have the right kind of gigs 
for your modeling career i believe a lot of people uh, they get lost in the whole process of uh, defining their own style or maybe understanding the industry so the first gig uh, in every model's life is really uh, you know phenomenal and uh, magical so what was your first gig as a model um well yeah that's exactly the thing if you have a mentor they kind of actually make sure that they launch you properly and that makes a lot of difference and also they handhold through you through the process of uh, you know like at least the first couple of years it becomes easier if you have somebody who guides you through this hmm. my first um, uh, show in india and the first shoot was for tarun dalyani and okay. uh, that was quite a big one because it i think that time it was lakme fashion week and it was one of the biggest fashion events in the country so it was mm-hmm. a good good launch and all thanks to the managers that they managed to you know uh, put me through for this job but uh, yeah after that um, you know in general uh, what I, what i actually felt was in terms of shoots and coordination and travel when you are a really uh, young new person if you don't have guidance in the industry you get lost a little bit you probably don't know where, where to who to reach out to and um, if uh, the nowadays we have a lot of really good agencies around it's becoming a norm so all these new girls if they're not attached with a good agency or a modeling school they don't really get any jobs so um you know it's now pretty normal to have an agency at that point in time i think i was the only one who had an agency so it was a new concept <laughs> for everybody but uh, yeah it kind of really helped and because of the success of the few of us i think it kind of caught traction and more and more people started moving in that direction and what was your learning from that gig that you did with tarun um well uh, um, the thing is that i actually was uh, working in singapore as well before i worked in india mm. so i was comfortable on the ramp and i had done some shows it was kind of um you know it was not something very new for me plus uh, you know had um, we had some training as well when the agency sends you out we had a lot of training but um, um when i saw the kind of the uh, audience it was really one of the biggest audience i had ever walked in front of so it did make me very nervous i, I must say <laughs> the thing is that even till date i feel uh, you know it's just whatever people might think that it was she has been there for such a long time it must come very naturally to her it still gives me butterflies in my stomach when i actually get on before i get on a ramp and it's i think it's very normal to have a little stage fear because i guess till the time you have that you'll be able to perform proper i think true true that because you know uh, when you have that passion and zeal to do something you always have those butterflies moving around in your belly and you get nervous around it but i'm sure you know once you are up on the stage then everything just fades out and you're just focused on uh, you know walking that ramp and giving the people the uh, a great show yeah i mean once i'm there and the lights are in front of me and the music is there or whatever it obviously you know i adapt to the mood of the show immediately but uh, yeah but for my first show i still do remember that i was pretty nervous i i do remember i kind of and we do have to remember choreography if you understand mm. that when a model gets yeah. on the stage we actually have to follow a certain kind of a choreography and if you don't remember that then you know i mean it, the show kind of looks a little odd so your brain has to be functioning so if you're too nervous you tend to forget what you have to do and it kind of completely spoils the show but thankfully i did not thankfully i remembered what i had to do so it was okay <laughs> it was a great show that for tarun perfect perfect and what sort of a uh, music or vibes gets you going you know uh, like you said you know your brain needs to kick start when you're up on the stage and you need to remember your choreography so what sort of music are you into and what uh, sets the mood for you um 
music wise i guess you know most of the time the shows have this really nice peppy music i mean sometimes we do we do have really boring music as well but mostly <laughs> it's quite nice so i like um, i mean it depends on what what kind of show i'm walking for if it's like an indian mm. then you know something nice and instrumental also works really beautifully but uh, most of the time if it's really nice and peppy and you know if it's like a really um, happy show so to say then uh, uh, you know the music makes a lot of difference in a show though it can bring a show up or completely bring it down so it's one of the most important aspects of the show and in fact we do have a lot of really talented music um, uh, people who are creating music for the show they don't really hmm. pick anything from the from the internet and just play it most of the time they create something new for the show and there are a lot of these guys tapan jayant these guys actually mix music for us and they they're really fantastic they're phenomenal these young boys they give us some some fabulous music on ramp right i mean yes of course uh, music is like the essential like the backbone of the complete show so uh, unless you know you're feeling it and uh, the whole uh, designs and the way you uh, choreograph the whole show unless it's fitting and jamming with the music that's on it it gets very uh, i don't know it gets really boring on stage right i mean in, uh, in fact for you as well um yes definitely but i only have to kind of go through that music for the Three four minutes and I'd probably be there, but the audience has to actually go through it for almost half an hour. So I guess music is very essential to the to the show, and um, mm. especially at fashion weeks or um, or other places where there's back to back shows and everything. It ha- it everyone has to make sure that their show is different from the other show in terms of music, lighting, and it's quite a challenge because you're doing like some twenty five shows, thirty shows. you know in 5 days so you know every show has to look different every designer wants something unique so it is a challenge to really put a show together in that sense with music lighting choreography everything along with the clothes true that yeah and who are your uh, favorite designers and brands that you have worked with um well the india is really i must say full of really talented people of late mm-hmm. especially i have seen some of these new designers have been very very extremely uh, good and talented there is uh, you know a couple of new names um uh, that has come up and they've transformed the way uh, people are dressing now for instance raw mango they do indian clothes but they do such beautiful indian clothes it's really nice and easy to wear and it's fantastic then there is um, you know uh, there is ragini there's a lot of people who are doing really very mm. very beautiful you know sustainable nice clothes and it's fabulous to work with these kind of guys there is also one of my favorite which is torani some of the new names but um, you know out of the ones who are really uh, the legends of the industry so to say the giants would be um sunith varma is one of my favorites then there is also mm-hmm. gaurav gupta and his style is very different he makes these really beautiful gowns and it's really it sits so nicely gaurav's the best thing about gaurav gupta's outfit i like is that he just makes it you know for the person it's just so beautifully sits on the body that it's just one zipper and it's done yeah so you yeah. know it's really the ease of wearing and also it looks so um, perfectly you know finished on the ramp so these guys are obviously very very talented and very they are one of my favorites you know every model has their favorite moments also in the career so so far in your career what has been the favorite moment for you or the best moment for you um well there are quite a few but um, you know i mean i really um in terms of um, um uh, when i have 
been acknowledged for my work so to say initially i never thought very big of it of getting any award or anything i thought yeah i mean no big deal but then when i actually started getting some awards i thought i actually felt that i did my i did something right you know i mean mm. it's kind of an uh, approval by the audience that says that okay you did something right so i i do remember the first time when i did get my f awards for you know fashion um i as a newcomer i got it and i it felt really great so that time was um you know one of the high points of my life i was declared i was um, you know um uh, selected the face of dior at that point of time dior watches was launching in india and with them wow. i had a very beautiful experience of travel and uh, you know going to new uh places across the country meeting new people wherever they had dior had a presence they uh, flew me down everywhere and we had a like it was a really different experience uh, endorsing that brand and um, thereafter i mean off late if you really ask me um you know it, there was this award that i got it, it's called the fit and fabulous and i think that name really mm-hmm. <laughs> clicks very well <laughs> with me because it is uh the fitness bit is um, you know quite nice to get known for so yeah fit and fabulous is uh, by uh, uh, the thing um was a, la- a recent award that i got so that was quite nice so yeah the the moments when i have been uh, you know acknowledged as a good model has been very good for me like i i i do cherish those moments yeah i mean fitness of course is like a synonym to you <laughs> because we uh, see your instagram page and like people who are listening to us you can definitely check out sonalika sahay on instagram and uh, i mean uh, apart from having a fabulous figure she is also a, a fitness enthusiast and uh, she does a lot of uh, you have shared a few pictures and videos with your friends and your uh, other colleagues around fitness so i believe that fitness is like an essential part of what you do in your daily life um yeah fitness is has always been a part of my life frankly even uh, before i think when i was not a model i was still um, you know quite uh, conscious about my fitness but yeah off late i have been uh, much more um, you know like obviously quarantine has given me so much time to really work on my fitness mm. so that has been uh, one of the um, reasons i've been working out way more but yeah i do feel that my fitness is much better now than what it was in my earlier years because i do take it very seriously now in terms of diet everything else workout timing everything yeah and talking about this whole quarantine and the covid situation uh, it has really impacted the fashion industry across the world and uh, you know we've been talking earlier before the episode uh, we wanted to understand you know what sort of an impact uh, has this whole situation made on women's fashion especially in india um covid obviously it has impacted pretty much every industry it really is something that is there and we don't know for how long so that is the bigger reason why every industry is right now struggling because even if anybody wants to restart something or want to do something it is difficult to kind of foresee where everything is in terms of business heading in future in the next 6 months or even for a year maybe so uh, yeah that way is yes definitely everything has been impacted but uh, i see this also as an opportunity i do see mm-hmm. this as a way of moving forward in life and learning something new so what it has done especially in my industry is what i've noticed is it has opened a lot of really new channels 
in uh, with you know with the help of technology online reach etc and people are now still trying to rebuild their business uh, you know like tweak the business module to fit in into the new time new uh, new age sort of a setup which is about technology social media reach online marketing so everyone's now suddenly so that i did start a online um, retail shop a couple of years back which was called stylerist and i do remember that at that point of time my biggest challenge was when i was talking to designers to convince them that why they should be selling online and uh, whoever few we managed to convince we were able to generate some sales with a, but it was difficult it was not that easy as probably it would be right now but uh, at that point of time this is what i did feel that everyone looked at online vertical of sales as a very you know unnecessary wastage of time kind of a channel they're like who would buy it without looking at it and now look at where we are we are in a situation where everyone's now um r- rushing towards getting their presence online and whoever's not on this um you know wagon is obviously missing the whole uh, the whole uh, scheme over here so my point is now it has actually forced people to think forward and look at an online option now which has been very very good because now everybody is kind of moving forward with technology so it is a new opportunity for everyone to learn because i do think that you know it will stabilize business for everybody including our our work will stabilize like for instance right now we are doing a lot of virtual shows we are doing a lot mm. of shoots so all of that has started everything with all the you know uh, social distancing parameters in order people are being careful everything is very sanitized so we are moving forward with whatever we have and that is the beauty of human being i think we never sit back and you know True. let it um, take us down we always move forward so it's a good thing it's a learning curve Yeah I mean that's really true you know when it comes to businesses especially like the purest and the traditionalists out there earlier they were they didn't realize the impact of social media and online businesses so they always wanted their brick and mortar business to be there like you know earlier in earlier days fashion designers would want their uh, you know design studios to open up in different cities and they would showcase their collection there but yeah I mean uh, going forward I believe that a lot of these shows would be going online like you see especially like in the bollywood industry most of the movies are now coming up on the ott platforms directly right and that is why uh, you know disney hotstar netflix these are huge in india and z5 and all they're also coming up with such good shows right now that uh, a lot of actors and directors they are now preferring to be on ott platforms rather than going the traditional way of the silver screen so similarly i believe um, even the fashion industry is going towards that route and uh, i don't know uh, about 2020 but what's your take on uh, going forward to 2021 do you see uh, most of the shows now happening like the Lac- lacme fashion week or maybe the uh, other bombay fashion week would be coming down to uh, online first or would you still consider them to have the traditional way of doing it uh, offline no for now everything is going online and they've already mm. done that you know we are actually shooting right now for even couture week which is going to be launched online very soon fdci couture week so yeah every fashion week is going going to for the moment go online till the time there actually is a permission um, uh, for having a proper audience shows um but yeah i mean i don't see any uh, fashion week happening at least till next year mid i would say even if mm. they do get a clarity in terms of vaccines and everything by january february i think by the time we actually are able to do a proper event it will be mid year next year 
So yeah, we are missing out on pretty much a whole year in this. Um, but uh, it's not really missing out because we are, everyone is now launching online, as I said. People yeah. are, um, you know, going online and they are um, shooting on videos and stills and uh, editing it and putting it on uh, different platforms as a virtual show. So that is what is the most interesting thing because right now we are actually doing shows in such a different way, which I've actually never done it before. It is mm. all in studios now with really like this, doing the proper sets and everything. But because we have to be brought in one by one, earlier we used to be all called, say, 15 models or 14 models together and we would rehearse our shows or whatever. Now we cannot do that because, I mean, you have to kind of limit the number of people you expose yourself to. So they're calling us in small batches, they're shooting our videos, and then they're sitting in a editing it and making it look like a proper show so it's quite a challenging task from a designer's point of view and an organizer's point of view and also for me it's a very different experience as a model so I think you know I mean it is quite a interesting way to see look at how you know people are moving forward in this and you will see the results very soon because everyone's now coming up with really nice brand new ideas every day when we are sitting and designing new shows and uh, virtual shows which we want to do now so it has been uh, an interesting sort of a move forward. So are you liking the new way of working or you still miss the old days? <laughs> I definitely miss the audience. I definitely miss all the energy of being in that, mm. uh, in the center of all of that. Because, you know, Fashions Week have a very different energy. I do miss that. But, uh, um, yeah, I, I, I am guessing, you know, this is going to have a different impact on different people in different ways. As I said, it's uh, now becoming a habit of not actually going out and meeting people. You know, earlier it used to be a thing that I had to do every day. It was a social obligation at some points. And actually, some days you'd want to go out and do and be in that setup so now you know i've kind of adapted to this new way of working and new way of living and it's quite interesting because now i do get a lot of time for myself at home which is great yeah i mean uh, interesting to uh, you know you, you brought up that point because even i feel you know sometimes that it becomes a social obligation for a lot of the celebs out there that they have to meet someone or the other every day right so i mean uh, what, can you share any experience that you really didn't want to meet or maybe go out for a meeting but you had to and you know just turned out to be a very boring day for you um, any experience well, you know without without naming anyone but you know any experience well, that you would like yeah, there are many experiences, I would say, of that sort. You know, <laughs> I mean, as a model, if, say, suppose your friend or a designer or anybody, you know, somebody is doing an event and then um, it's kind of important for you to go there and show your support a lot of times. So literally, even, even if you don't feel like stepping out, you still have to kind of go because, um, you know, I mean, they need you there to kind of stand by them so there has been many times when I have finished work and I have a next morning 5am flight and I really don't want to go because then it kind of cuts into my sleep time but I had to go so I have just picked up and gotten dressed somehow and gone for at least 20 minutes wherever people have called me so yeah there has been many cases because you know I mean when I ask people to come for my events people do show you know they, they, they do stand by me so it's just a favor that you have to return any which way so it's fine I mean sometimes it's okay but also then uh, the bigger problem was that when I was modeling the bigger issue became that I was habitually going out also quite a lot yeah mm. so it is tiring so now that what I'm saying is that that now that habit is kind of a little out of the window and it's a great thing because now I kind of focus on myself 
Yeah, and uh, interesting, you know, to talk about habits here because a lot of people they think that uh, you know the fashion industry and the modeling industry, like you see uh, your uh, uh, idols and the f famous fashion designers and models out there. People think that you know they are always partying, right? They are just partying 24/7, and um, I believe that's a big myth. Uh, I believe there's a lot of discipline. Uh, that you need to have in your life like you said you know you don't want to cut down on your sleep on your rest when you have an early early uh, work day so uh, please uh, t uh, tell us about the kind of uh, discipline that uh, a model needs to have uh, in order to you know uh, maintain their uh, you know work-life balance so to say um, well, modeling is actually quite a lot of work. I'd say it's not really that easy as people presume it to be. The uh, the toughest job, I would say, would be the, you know, I mean, finding enough sleep hours to really sleep. As I said, a lot of times you finish your job really late in the night. And I work, and our work goes on beyond 12 hours a lot of times. You you probably mm. reach somewhere at work for a rehearsal at 7 in the morning. Sometimes it's even 5 in the morning. And then you're working finishing a show at 11, 30, 12 in the night. So it's literally like a really, really long day. And most of the time, because you have a job the next morning, most of the time I am taking a 5 a.m. flight after finishing my shows at 12, 30 in the night. So it's literally like I reach home, I pack, take a shower and get ready to leave again. So that mm. way it's very, um, I'd say strenuous, really a little stressful. But um in terms of party, yes, you know, as I said, a lot of times when you're doing a show, you are expected to kind of attend the after party as well, which is great because a lot of times even we want to unwind after a long show day and, you know, our friends are there. So it's great that we are catching up. Um, but yeah, you have to kind of, uh, that is no, uh, what I'm saying is that a lot of designers also party with us late in the night, you know, but you would see that uh, the ones who are really disciplined in terms of models and designers, there is no excuse of being late the next morning. If it's a two o'clock kind of a party where you're finishing at one thirty, two o'clock and still you have to report at six in the morning, you will see the disciplined designers and the models, they will definitely be there right on time. So there is no excuse for being late for work. You can party as much as you like, but make sure that you finish your work or you start your work on time. Yeah, and that's what sets you apart, right, from the crowd. Um, well, yeah, and it's like a compulsory thing. It's not even like something which is acceptable because timing is something which everybody is very particular about in my industry, frankly, because it's such big groups to handle because there's a design team, there is a choreography team, production team, this, that, music guys. If somebody is late and because of that one person, the entire team is held up, it's actually very, very wrong. So it it is a model's job to be there on time. That's about it. Hmm. And what about uh, other myths like, you know, having a size zero figure versus like a plus size models, right? So what's your take on that myth? Um, well, size zero is, I don't even know what size that is. Because <laughs> I really, I heard this term so many times and I don't know, size zero means you're air, you probably don't exist. <laughs> size six or size eight is what normally a model is over here in India, UK six or UK eight is what I've no normally noticed is everyone's size here. But uh, yeah, I mean, this whole size zero term that has been coined is actually, I think, coined 
um, just to kind of catch eyeballs maybe so mm. uh, i mean fitness being a very integral part of my industry i'd say because we do represent you know i mean certain uh, in terms of glamour and everything we we showcase a garment it has to look right on us it has to look good so yes i i do feel that being a certain uh, figure and shape is very important it is a part of the job to be fit but uh, if you're talking about plus sizes these days there has been a new drive where everybody is kind of bringing in plus size models and even on the on the ramps at fashion weeks if you'll see you know in our pools now they have included plus size models so it is quite nice to say that see that uh, every kind of body shape has been brought in we also had acid attack victims one time to yeah. uh, walk with us so you know i mean and they were in the pool i'm not talking about it was a gimmicky thing or something that they were just brought in to get uh, media attention or or for some attachment or anything any kind of endorsement they were actually uh, uh, brought in as pool models which was great because they were with us during fittings all through the five days they were walking every show with us all through the five days so it was great to have different kind of models to be brought in it kind of really gives a little reality picture to the to the industry which is normally taken to be very you know it's a very vain industry probably very or stuck by glamour and beauty so it gives a little real picture to the whole industry yeah and it also uh, ties up with the kind of brand perception that the designer wants to have for his uh, new collection i believe because uh, a lot of times you uh, like there are designers who would create their designs for a certain like like you said yeah, you need to fit into those uh, drapes properly uh, like uh, to the proper fit so sometimes having those kind of uh, plus size models to give like a more genuine appeal to the kind of designs that they are putting out i believe that's really essential and the other side of the coin is talking about you know having a fair model versus having like a, a dark uh, complexion model so this is also like a big myth in the modeling industry that used to go around that uh, like everyone in india especially you will see uh, fair models on every uh, e-commerce site and on every instagram page uh, how do you take on that uh, what, what is it that is uh, like lacking behind in the industry and needs to change um well skin color has been a topic of discussion for the longest time uh, especially in our industry i don't think there is any such kind of a um, you know skin color wise uh, fair or dark sort of a, a filtering out that happens because on the ramp you'll see a lot of different kind of skin shades that is that is there and um, um but in in terms of shoots i do feel I mean I feel it the other way around and I do think for a valid reason I feel that the girls who have a darker complexion are doing much better job in terms of fashion shoots so they do get more jobs because these days a lot of brands across internationally and in India they're looking at more brown skin to represent their brand they don't really want the white skin um, it doesn't sit with their concept of you know like a indian brand representation if you'll see internationally also mac bobby brown everyone's taking asian models mm. these days you know a lot of girls like um, from india with brown skin bhumika and everyone they're doing great campaigns out of india deepthi bhumika a lot of these girls are really doing you know one of the biggest campaigns across internationally um so yeah i i do feel that you know having a darker skin tone makes you look uh, really good in pictures i i actually have personally seen the girls who are duskier they shoot so beautifully but yeah having said that then there are 
even a lot of fair girls like you know us who are doing great jobs so there is no really discrimination in terms of skin mm. color but yes i do i will accept that brands have um certain or designers do have certain kind of a picture in mind which with which they work and if it fits the uh, requirement to have a darker skin or a lighter skin they go by that frankly so certain brands will only take dark skin girls and certain brands will work with all, all kind of skin colors so that is the way it works in my industry yeah so what i understand is this has more to do with the kind of requirement that a particular brand or a designer has rather than just choosing between a fairer or a darker complexion right yes definitely i mean there's no such thing as only fair skin girls are getting endorsements and shoots because that's not true at all a lot of these darker skin tone girls do way more work than what any fair skin girls would do because they're just fantastic in front of the camera yeah because like uh, i've seen some sort of a hypocrisy here where uh, you know on the e-commerce sites you will see all uh, fair skins and uh, when you go to their stores and also so the banners on the store and all you'll see the brown skins <laughs> so like there um, are well, some I, I, there is a reason for it which i don't want to really state it but yeah i mean there is a reason <laughs> it's called budgets so uh, you know it depends on these online portals if they do have the budget to afford a really nice um, you know girl uh, from this thing then they would bring in but mostly it's just easier and cheaper for them to get somebody who you know from agencies where they don't charge them much so probably that's the reason why you see online different kind of models yeah that's that's there you know and uh, i'm sure you know all these kind of uh, myths and uh, misconceptions that are there uh, they're slowly fading out uh, from our industry but it used to be there and we hope that these changes in the future and uh, let's let's talk about your own venture uh, you know how long have you uh, started your own venture and what was the inspiration behind starting it um well i have worked on uh, this online retail portal which i said styleres.com i was mm. um, uh, working on it that uh, uh, around 5 years 6 years back is when we had started that then we moved it on to maya shops now which i do as a um, pop up exhibition which we are now also launching another retail portal with it so that is kind of my baby and i'm working very hard on it so that is one but we also are working on a sort of a so as i said this uh, coronavirus has given a lot of times for all of us to sit back and kind of think forward to do new things in life so we are also launching a new lifestyle sort of a youtube channel very soon mm-hmm. that is also in the making and uh, yeah so a lot of things are in the offing let's just see how it moves we are <laughs> much looking at you know looking at uh, setting up a new um, uh, you know like uh, kind of an event which we are planning but let's see if it works out it's slow right now because of covid but uh, yeah in time we'll probably see a lot of things coming up and what were the initial challenges as an entrepreneur you know uh, coming from a fashion background you're doing your modeling as well and now you know uh, aside you you also have maya so what were the initial challenges when you thought of this whole idea and now you're trying to execute it well the um, challenge primarily becomes for me is when the work starts picking up and if i have to travel you know i mean i have to literally rely on um working sort of on online from wherever i am it kind of gets a little um like uh, stressful for me in the sense that if i have my work going on modeling work going on and then have to stay still pay attention to everything that is happening back here and there's always a crisis situation in office somehow or the other <laughs> every day there's something 
so yeah so that is the only challenge i have to kind of make sure that i'm always online and i'm always available no matter where i am or what i'm doing and if i do cut down on my travel it's easier for me to run a business more smoothly so i have to kind of kind of balance it out between both the jobs because i it's not easy to do uh, two three jobs together but yeah if you have a good team at office and it kind of they manage it pretty well and it's kind of okay i can manage Yeah it's true and i believe that uh, with this whole covid situation one good thing that has come out it has uh, actually uh, given a global perspective to each and every local brand like like for example i'll tell you like a brand in kanpur let's say never thought that uh, they can reach out to somebody living in brooklyn right so i have like seen uh, people who have their brands they have their products which now because of this whole covid situation they could think of marketing it to the us and to the other parts of the world like earlier people were so fixated with the idea of selling it local that they never thought that oh you know even i can expand to different parts of the country or to the world so i believe that that has given a, a good perspective to people to now actually move out of their houses and look at people you know who can be potential customers across the world yeah and it's not just true for smaller vendors say in kanpur and other smaller cities it's also true for bigger designers here they never saw a value add of kind of promoting their products online through their websites and different channels internationally but now that is the only market that's working for them because india for whatever reason is not really buying so much in terms of the buying uh, this thing of india is kind of reduced so reaching out to a bigger audience internationally is actually beneficial for every brand and uh, earlier also some of the smaller brands you'll be surprised there were more enterprising there were brands from surat and gujarat who absolutely went all out to kind of you know make sure that their presence online is online is visible so now that is kind of uh, you know even bigger designers are re- realizing now that um, market is bigger if you tap the international market true true and uh, before we wrap up this show sonalika uh, you know i would like you to share a few tips uh, and uh, you know some uh, ideas with upcoming and uh, you know modeling aspirants out there uh, who look at you as a role model and they want to get into the industry what sort of tips would you like to give them um well a lot of uh, young girls and boys always ask me about how to become a model i um you know for me i i as i said earlier i always feel it's good to attach yourself with an agency and uh, it's always good if you can get some kind of a grooming lesson before you come in because you know even in our industry it's becoming so competitive now there's no space for anyone who's not do performing well so you have to make sure that you're doing it confidently and nicely and if you do get a little training what happens is when you're doing your first show if you're in front of an audience then you you know they will notice you if you're doing it nicely and you will get more jobs so it's as as simple as that but um i um, also feel that you know these uh, new models they also come with sometimes with a perception as we discussed earlier that it's all just glamour and nothing else i guess they need to you know keep this in mind that it's important to work very very hard and come into this industry understanding that uh, you know it's a very professional industry everyone over here is delivering their 100% so if they will not perform proper they will be left out and they will not get any job so they should come with a very you know level head to work hard and to actually succeed and that's it it's, it's going to be all good for them and and what's that one advice you would give your uh, younger self you know if you look back 15 years and you meet your younger self what would be that one advice you would give before a beginning your career 
<laughs> a lot, <laughs> lots and lots of things, you know, isn't it the case? Whenever you kind of, as you grow in life, you always realize, oh my God, why didn't I do this this way? You know, so I have made my mistakes and I've learned my lesson the hard way because there's a lot of things that I have kind of, and a lot of t- times, surprisingly, you'll be surprised, Anurag, that my parents did say don't do it, and I still went ahead and did it, and I have burnt my finger really badly on it. So yeah, there has been things. So I would like to, to my younger self, I definitely would try and say that you know maybe have i don't know don't trust people wrongly <laughs> probably <laughs> that's what i'd say cool all right uh, so uh, sonalika thank you again for being on the show it was a pleasure speaking with you and i hope uh, to everyone listening out there you must have gained a lot of insights and a lot of tips and we try to burst a lot of myths also for you in the fashion and the modeling industry so with that sonalika thank you again for being on the show today Thank you Anurag it was fantastic being here thank you so much So that wraps it up for today folks if you like the episode give it a big thumbs up share it with your friends and let's go viral Remember our weekly podcast features episodes on personal growth mental health relationships business and entrepreneurship and health and fitness We would love to have Sonalika on our show again in the future to discuss more about the magical world of fashion and modeling So if you haven't yet done so hit that subscribe button and go check out our website at sociallydesi.com and as always before i sign off remember life is black and white and everything in between